Lost Talk Radio.
thank him that God is everything that we need. This is what the song is saying. God is. He's everything that we need. Yeah, he's in every place that we need him to be. And sometimes in places where we don't want him to be, in a way, some of us, yeah. I I, I gave the testimony about I was clubbing. <laughs> Went to what they called a little juke joint. And uh, the first time I was in there, oh, it was so nice. They had a live band and live singers and everything. So I decided to go back again, have me some more fun. Well, I never was a real drinker. So, you know, I may have called myself having a Budweiser and probably didn't finish that. But anyway, met a guy in there that the lead singer in the band and we hung out and I come on home. I said, oh, I'm going back. I know somebody now. I'm going back and have a good time every weekend. That next weekend I went back. Now, look, I was saved. Yeah, had been filled and everything, but I was in Orlando, had come out of Texas, uh, Beaumont, and uh, back in Florida, and I just wanted to go out and feel like I was home again. I don't know what I was feeling, to be honest, but went on back in there the second time, and uh, they were selling food outside. I don't eat everybody cooking. I often say that. But I went outside, and I need to stop saying that, because if I eat at a restaurant, a fast food place, I do eat anybody cooking, because I don't know who's back there cooking. Anyway, I uh, come on out to see who was cooking. Got ready to go back in. That was a lady, and she was drunk. I'm done my toe up. And uh, coming out, somebody was bringing her out, you know, the I guess to take her to home because she was tore up. So we met each other at the door and she said, hey. And she said, you do what I do. Yeah, and I listen, I don't do what you do because I don't get drunk like that. That, you know. But she went on up in the business. She said, yeah, the person told you they needed money for the electric bill. She said they didn't need no money for no electric bill. They needed money for dope. They snorting cocaine. Honey, I was floored. Then she went on to tell me some other things. She said, and we'll meet up in Jacksonville. I said, what? I got so scared. I did not know what to do, how to handle it. It was dark across the street. This back in the day when they had phone booths. There was a phone booth across the street. I ran in the pitch dog to the phone booth, booth, called the cab. When the cab came, I wouldn't even go back in there until that cab came. When the cab got there, I jumped in the cab, and I'm repenting, going down the road, headed home. I'm repenting to the Lord. Lord, forgive me. God, have mercy on me. And the spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, wherever you go, you take me with you. Wherever you go, I'm going. That let me know if I'm clubbing, he up in the club. If I'm in a bar, he in the bar. Wherever I go, if I go to the grocery store, he's going. If I go to church, because he's in me. So that taught me, you cannot just do any old thing anymore. 
For if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. You got to be careful where you go. He promised never to leave you, not forsake you. He'll be with you until the end. So that taught me a valuable lesson. And some things we have to learn in a different way. Yeah, it, it all won't come while you're sitting home, while you, you know, basically in your prayer closet. Some things come by experience. And that was a great experience right there to open my eyes. Careful. Yeah. I have found myself gossiping and reminded you had God in there while you was gossiping. <laughs> That's being written. Uh, you're lying. If you're lying, God is in there while you're lying. Whatever's going on, he's right there all the time. And not only is he in you, but his eyes are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Got to be careful. We all must be careful. I'm grateful unto him this morning uh, for being my God and for loving me so much that he sent his only begotten son. Nobody forced him. Uh, it, it wasn't against his will. He wanted to sin, and he sent his only begotten son. That whoever believe on the son won't perish but have everlasting life. That's a great thing. Because without it, we wouldn't be here. And if we was here, we would be messed up. I saw what happened to Adam and Eve. But God found a way to redeem us back to him. And this morning, every chance we get, we should tell him thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for me and Catherine. Well, before he got there, remember, before he got the cabin, he suffered for us. And we should always be grateful unto him, for there's none like him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today we're on the last book of Acts, Acts 28. And I don't know if you noticed or not, but there were a lot of great things took place in the book of Acts. Apostle Paul came on the scene and suffered a lot, but guess what? He showed us what we can go through. He showed us what a true man of God really is. Though they slay me just like Job, yet will I trust him. God was speaking to him. Yeah, I, I believe it was in 26, could have been in 27, that he talked about the Lord came to him the angel of the Lord and stood by his bed while he was asleep and told him, nobody on the ship going to die. Yeah. So he went and encouraged the men by telling them, nobody's going to die. Now, you might get a little water in you and get good and wet, but we're going to survive this storm. Yeah. And he tried to tell them before they set sail, we shouldn't do this. It's going to be bad. It's, it's getting worse. We don't have the ship that, that do this, but nobody paid him attention because he was a prisoner. He was a prisoner with freedom to travel, freedom to walk around. Yeah, he went from place to place. I like all that kind of carrying on. Because, and then he would meet with the church. He would meet with the brethren wherever he went. 
he seemed to be able to find some believers to come and encourage him. And I'm thankful for that this morning. And I want to encourage you today in Jesus. I want to encourage you today for there's none like him. We can search all over, as Sean Mitchell says, but we won't find anybody, nobody greater than Almighty God. And I want to encourage you this morning to do what I call sell out to him. Give him your whole heart. Take nothing from him. Let him be the God of your life. Keep your mind on him and your mind on he's with me. So whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm even thinking, he's right there. He can hear, he can see, he's right there. So we want to remember that today and love him with our whole heart. Lean not to our own understanding. <laughs> Acknowledge him in all our ways. He's going to direct that path. And we need the direction of Almighty God. We need to know which way to go, where to turn, when to turn. When to leave, when to come, yeah. And he gives direction. Hallelujah. So we're great unto him this morning. We are going to pray the prayer of faith this morning because it's the prayer of faith that makes us whole. We pray and believe in God that in our seeking him, in our giving him our petition, not only is he going to hear He's going to answer and reward us like we couldn't imagine. I don't care what the situation is today. God is. Uh Uh-huh. He's more than. He's more than we need. Yeah. If we're seeking him for the right things, if we're seeking him for direction of spiritual guidance, you know, we're seeking him to walk in the spirit that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. Because this flesh, I'm telling you, it, 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 I say it's ignorant. That's what I call mine. I say you just ignorant. Because you don't know that if you do this, that's going to happen. Come on now. Because it wants you to do whatever is against God. Yeah, it's that natural man. I've seen it many times, been there and done that too. I've seen it many times, want you to think more of yourself than you ought. Yeah. Uh, I I used to travel and I would be going places. And then uh, even in my community, I could be going to a corner store. And, and, And I don't know why, but in the black community, we like corner stores. We support them. And uh, we go in and we buy drinks and chips and candies and breath mints and whatever we buy at the corner store. A lot of people that, you know, haven't fully come to the Lord, they go in and they buy beer and wine and whatever. So I'm going into the corner store. Matter of fact, it was a gate service station. And the men out there, they they hang. A lot of them hang early in the morning because they go up there and they meet their ride to go to work. They cement men, they uh what these that do driveways and all of that. So I'm going in the store, they hey girl, the other one, hey baby. So in my mind I'm important. You know, oh they like me. I'm I'm all that. I come on out the store 
Hey, let me get that number. I said, not today. The phone won't work for you. <laughs> you know, smart at my mouth. So I get on in the car. And as I'm going, the Lord said, uh, they was not speaking to you because you're all of that. You know, you're so beautiful and shapely. Nah, that, that, that's not why. My anointing is on you and it's attractive. You're not all that. I'm telling you, he broke it down for me. I was like, Ooh, yeah, Lord, you're right. That natural man to have you thinking you're more than you ought to think. Why did I think of that? The anointing is on me, and they're attracted to the anointing on me. Let me take a minute and witness to them, find out do they know Jesus. Now, I, I get what I'm going to get and get in my car thinking uh, I'm something. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I've seen people on the job, they just all of that because they're a supervisor or they're a manager. They're a lead person. they just all that in a bag of donuts. I'm like, my goodness. But the scripture teaches us as believers, don't think more of ourselves than we ought. Another thing we learn, even from the songwriter, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs we bear, all because we do not carry every little thing to God in prayer. We got to take it to him. Yeah. And I thank God this morning. Jesus in the morning is for everybody. But everybody don't know it's for them. So he send those who know it's for them. Because right here, he want to bless you each morning. We may not always agree on every little thing, but we come together on that which we can. Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus is the son of the true and living God, Jehovah. He's his begotten son, only begotten son. So there are some things we come together here on. Because how can two walk together except they agree? So we agree that Jesus is. And we come to him in the morning right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As a group here to give God the first fruit of our day. Because he deserved the first fruit. Nothing and nobody else deserves it but him. And he'll let us pass on and get up and get a cup of coffee, get up and get a, a glass of lemon water, whatever you want. He will allow that, but he should be the first fruit. Give him your waking up. Thank you. Give him the first part of your morning. Hallelujah. Even married people, they can lay there in the bed, each one of them, and pray, and then come together and get up. Hallelujah. It's all right today in Jesus' name. Listen, we're going to one more song of the morning, and uh, when we come back, we are coming back with our morning prayer. And uh, I thank God for it. Somebody said it's too early in the morning, but that one, Barbara, requested.
yourself outside of yourself. Come on now. And put God on. on. Amen. 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 Look at Ricky. Look at Ricky.
how thankful I am unto him. And I thank God because a lot of times we learn. Some people never learn a, a valuable lesson. But because all we've gone through, we found out he was all we needed. We found out many days he was all we had. He was the only one who cared. He was the only one who loved us. And because of that, we begin to seek him with our whole heart. And we begin to lean not to our own understanding. Before we made a move, we prayed. And he directed our path. He told uh, 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 our four parents what to say to the slave master back in the day, believe it or not. Because we had to have a God. We come from a whole nother place. And I don't know if we were jumping around bamboo shoots or, or, or what we were doing over there. But once brought here, we began to call on God. Yeah, because that, that we, we knew G-O-D-S more than one. But then we soon found out we could do different things. God is faithful unto us. Actually, that state him states to bear, he bears them friends we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. We don't have to bear them. Amen, Brother Lewis. We don't have to bear them. We could take it to him in prayer. We could come boldly before the throne of grace and put our petition before God. Put it on the altar before God and walk away. But we like to carry it to him. We thank him and give it to him and take it back. We give it to him and take it back. How do we take it back? By you continuing to worry. You continuing to bother with it. You continue to think about it. Won't get it off your mind and do something different. Yeah. That's how you take it back. If we're going to fix it, God will let it go. If God is going to fix it, we must let it go. Yeah. And so I'm thankful unto him this morning. Listen, let's go to prayer. And uh, when we come back, announcements. And we're going to that last book today, Acts 28. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for another Wednesday morning. Many people call it hump day, the middle of the week, they say. Father, we thank you for bringing us up until this present time. Thank you for waking us up this morning, closing our right mind. Thank you for the use and activities of our limbs. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you, Lord, for being able to accomplish the things that we get done. Some people are not able to accomplish anything. Thank you this morning for all you've done for us. Great and mighty things. Father, you let yet allowed us to live on this morning so that we could be a living testimony unto you. Help us to remember daily to talk of your wondrous works and make known your deeds among the people. Help us to be about your business, Lord not our own, because you'll take care of us. you take care of the things that concern us. We're grateful to you this morning, Father. We appreciate you. We love you today because it was you who first loved us. 
Without you, we wouldn't be here. Without you, we can do nothing. Without you, we wouldn't have a mind. We couldn't live without you. Father, because of you this morning, we have our being. We're able to live. We're able to breathe. We're able to move. We're able to go and come. And we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. What a mighty God. And Father, we ask today that you would move for each of us and lead and guide us in the right direction for your name's sake. Father, show us the way to go. Show us who to be a blessing unto. Stir up the gifts of work in the vineyard in each of us. Stir it up today. For time has truly wound up. And Lord, we're looking for you any day to part the sky. We're looking for you any day. And we want to hear you say, well done, that good and faithful servant. We want to do this morning what's pleasing and acceptable unto you. Father, help us today to be your people, full-time and not part-time. Help us not to come to you for what we want only, but Lord, help us to come to you to show you love and encourage you, that we are your people and we are obedient unto you. But again, this morning, without you, we can't do it. We need you to do it in us, do it through us, Father. Let your spirit abide in us. Stir it up in us today that, Father, we'll work unto you in the name of Jesus. Thank you this morning for hearing and answering. There's no situation too small and there's no situation too big. What concerns us concerns you. Help us today. Father, we bring this country this morning of America before you first thing. We ask today, God, that, Lord, you would bless America, that you would turn it around for your sake, turn it around for your good, turn it around to be what you would have it to be. But, Father, you made it for your pleasure, and it was founded upon you. On the straight, we've gone after other gods. And help us today to come back to you, the true and living God that have all power. The God that so loved us, he sent his only begotten son. That, Father, if we believe on you, we won't perish but have everlasting life. Help us this morning. We need you. We can't make it without you. Fix our hearts today. Regulate our minds in the name of Jesus. Bless every household represented here, every family member, oh God, every friend near and far. Father, send your anointing through the house. To fix in there whatever needs to be fixed. Anything there that's not of you, remove it today in the name of Jesus. Strengthen us in our hour of need, O oh God. Strengthen, strengthen us as we walk with you. We can't do it without you strengthening us. We can't live right unless you strengthen us, unless you lead and guide us, unless your spirit is stirred up in us. Help us today. In the name of Jesus. Father, bless those that stand in the need of finances. Bless those that are sick today. Touch and heal, Father, in the name of Jesus. You heal all manner of sickness and disease. And Father, we ask this morning that God, you would give us more than we need today. That we can be a blessing unto others. 
in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Anything that we missed, oh God, we ask that you would take it up in the name of Jesus. Bless our brothers and sisters overseas everywhere. Bless Israel and prosper Jerusalem. Father, we thank you this morning. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here. Give us a clarity of your word, Acts, the book of 28. God, give us clarity and understanding. Teach us this morning how to apply your word to our everyday life. Teach us how to live it the way that you want us to live it. Your will for us to live your word. Teach us today in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory again, honor and praise. And Father, we ask it all this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you, Lord, you're able to add finances. We thank you this morning for all you've done for us. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Can't make it without you. And are grateful unto him today. Yeah. I know that um, some people feel, may feel, you know, they know the church. They know, uh, you know, how Christianity go in America and all of that. But unless you got God for yourself, you don't know. And unless you're in tune with him and you have his spirit living in you, and you communicate, not with your natural self and your flesh, but you communicating with the spirit of God, you have no clue. I'm talking about a beautiful thing. I'm talking about a thing that no, you got to experience it to know about it. And some people haven't experienced that yet. And we pray that God fill them with his spirit so they can experience these beautiful things. Sometimes I just want to ride out, just me and the Lord. I'm riding, talking to him. Sometimes I may be listening to a song on the radio, and it just come to me, pray, talk to the Lord. And I just begin to talk to the Lord right there, right then, right then. Boy, it makes me feel so good. I, I, I can just take wings and just fly. Yeah, it's a beautiful situation. Because not only does he hear, but God answers. Many times he talked back to you. This is why when we pray and in the prayer, we begin to praise him. And not just in the prayer and just get busy with housework or going to work or children or whatever. But after prayer, we begin to praise him. Because he many times he'll talk to us. Uh, many times he'll shower us more with the spirit of praise. That's a good thing right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're moving right along. And uh, I'm going to play this one right quick. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back with announcements. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing else. 
227-227-0915. If you want to do some light housekeeping, light laundry, light cooking, you 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 only have to heat soup, uh, make a salad, make a sandwich, put a TV dinner in the oven, that kind of thing. Then you want to call Tamika, 386-227-0915, and uh, tell her you are calling to see if she's hiring. Yeah. The next person you can call is Marcia. Her number is 904 608 one two four five. The same thing, light housekeeping. Yeah, you, you're working with people who can't do it for themselves. What they used to do, they can't do it anymore. They can't sweep and mop floors. They can't clean the bathroom. Yeah. So you can call Marcia again at nine oh four six oh eight one two I mean one two four five and ask her if she's hot. Yeah. Um There's a lot of good things uh, that can be done through this particular situation. It can become your ministry. It may already be your ministry. You just don't know. You may have healing in your hands and you don't know. But every time you touch the person that you're going to do the light housekeeping and cooking and laundry for, they feel better and better. It may be a spirit of depression. God may use your hand when you touch them, and they become completely healed. After you make that salad and sandwich, they eat it. They get a total healing in their body. Is there anything too hard for God? Mm-hmm. With him, all things are possible. Nothing is too hard for Almighty God. So I wanted to announce that. And also, July 28th and 29th, that's the Saturday, the last Saturday and Sunday in this month of July, we'll be selling dinner. And if you'd like to get a dinner, um, feel free to send me an email or Again, at Freedom Doors, freedomdoors at yahoo.com. Or if we Facebook friends, send me a message on Facebook, I want a dinner. We're still getting that menu together. And um, I'll be posting it on Facebook, hopefully, all next week, all next week. And, And if you want to... Buy someone a dinner. I had someone from Florida to already send their fifteen dollars to make a dinner for somebody else. Yeah. So we'll be delivering that dinner to a person uh who may have been under the weather, you know, sick, been under the doctor's care, but they're able to sit up now and they're able to eat solid foods now. So We'll take that dinner over to him or her. Some people downtown, we may be able to just randomly see who God would use me to give a dinner to because this person is hungry. You have homeless people with diabetes. 
and they have to eat certain things and they have to take insulin being they're able to eat. And I that's why I started this journey I'm on with a healthier eating habit because I can't stick myself with a needle. I want absolutely nothing to do with dialysis. Three times a week, one time a week, one second a week. I don't want nothing to do with it. So if I don't want any part of these things, then I must become healthier. I'm working on my digestion because if the food does not digest right, you're going to gain the weight. Mm-hmm. And I remember my daughter, and I remember once uh, Sister Irene said, slow down with the eating, take your time, savor the flavor. But I was so greedy, a gobble, 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 gobble. And when you eat fast, you don't feel full quick. Yeah, because you're too busy savoring the flavor of the food. You know, I mean, you, you want more, 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 quickly, quickly. But if you take your time and chew your food properly, you'll get a digest right. Eat the right food and the digest right. Uh-huh. I'm learning all of these things. So, look, we're moving um, right along this morning. I think I did all the announcements I wanted to share. But feel free to donate a dinner to somebody. It's no big deal. Yeah, because you, you're not just giving to them. You're planting a $15 seed. And you're looking for a harvest to come back to you. And But you got to believe it. You, you can't play with it. And me, I forget. I forget I even planted a seed. And the harvest come back and I'm looking like, what? And the Lord will remind us. You planted a seed. You planted fifteen dollars. How many know God can give you fifteen hundred or fifteen dollars? He can give you fifteen thousand if he choose to, or fifteen dollars. He could bring a harvest of fifteen thousand a hundred and fifty thousand dollars if he choose to. Well, what are you saying, Bob? The earth is his, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. He owned everything and everybody, including the money. Yeah. So he can do what he pleases. But we just want to be some planners. Yeah. Because I always need a harvest coming up. I have people I need to be a blessing unto. So I always need money. I always need a harvest coming up. I always need to go over here and do a little work. Uh, Help people fill out papers and different things, and they said, well, oh, oh, you help me fill those papers out here. I, I have $50 for you. You help me straighten my taxes out. Oh, here's $100. I always need to be doing something so that I can bless others. Because if we just selfish, I, I'm just going to uh, budget my house, and I'm just, you know, I'm just going to be concerned about my house. That's no good. The world does that. We're in the world, but not of the world. We want to do some different things than the world is doing. To show God, this is what you said. We are on it, Lord. We own what you said. 
We want to be an obedient people. Yeah. So we give forgivers, always giving somewhere, always giving to something. Yeah. I've had people, oh, you don't need that. No, I don't need it, but I know people that need it. And so I'm going to go ahead and take this and keep it and make sure the people I know need it get it. Because you don't need it either and you're taking it. And you're not going to give it to no one else but yourself and your family. Hallelujah. They're selfish. It's a lot of selfish people in the world. Oh, it's just my family. It's my children, my children. Honey, it's millions more, a trillion more of children in the world besides yours. You should love all children. Yeah. Because that's who they are, children. And children don't know any better unless an adult teach them best. Somebody got to teach them so that they will know the right things and the right way to go. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So listen, we are moving right along this morning, and uh, we are going over to the book of Acts, verse 28. And uh, we want to remember Apostle Paul and all he went through. He went through some stuff. You hear me? Even in going to the court system, Going to that hearing, in other words, I'm sure that was something serious. These people sitting up in here like they God. They they have the last word. They all of that. And they just need um, something of foolishness to be bothered with. Because look, again this morning, they knew the man was innocent. It gave them something to talk about. Then they wanted to see how much further or how much more Apostle Paul knew and what he was sharing. And they also, like he did at one time, they wanted to try to catch him up in saying something against what they believe as far as God is concerned. Yeah, that's what they wanted to do. But I tell you, God is faithful. He's on our side. He's for us. And if he be for us, he's more than the whole world against us. So we trust God today. We can't trust man. No way. I I, I don't even trust people that say they preachers today. I trust God. And because I trust God, if God is in them, he leads in God. Because the spirit in me should agree with the spirit in them, and the spirit in them should agree with the spirit in me. If not, hurry up and separate, Barbara. Yeah. But I thank him today. I thank him today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grateful unto him. So, look, we're going on over. I had to clear some things out first. But we are going over and get to Acts. Chapter 20 and 8. This is our last chapter. And so I'm praying, asking the Lord for the next uh, book that he wants us to go through. If it's another book, the entire book. If not, we're going to have some preachers to come and share the message in the morning with us and uh, move on from there. Yeah, God is faithful. 
He's on our side in spite of us. And uh, we love him today because, again, it was him that first loved us. Some Somebody wrote the song, I want to know what love is. Well, I know what it is, but God is love. Yeah. And if I want understanding of love, then I go to love and talk to him about the understanding of love. But he teaches me love is not puffed up. It, it, it will never hurt you. It, 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 it's always there for you. <laughs> love. It wants the best for you. Even if we have to separate, if that's what you want to do, love is for it. it it'll hurt, but it, love is for it because it will make you happy to be away from me. I love you, so I want you to be happy. God won't even hold us against our own will. He don't want us to go, but if you want to go, he let you go. But he's married to the backslider. He's married to them that has walked away from him. Say, I don't believe no more. I don't want no more of this. And they go back to doing the natural things of the world and of themselves. But he's yet waiting because he don't believe in divorce, so he's waiting for the bride to come back home. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful unto him this morning for every way he has made, for every door he has opened. Yeah. He's got some ways. He's got some doors that he can open unto us. And I'm so thankful unto him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Lewis. Thank you for uh, posting script this morning. You know, I'm looking for... Minister Shonda, I hadn't seen her in a couple of days, and I better get on my job and check on her. Am I sleeping on the job or what? I had a big thing uh, going on yesterday, and I got it done. I uh, got some bags of groceries. Uh, The lady met me to pick them up for her and her children. Got a lot of children, y'all. So I had to have a lot of groceries to give to her. And, uh, oh, she was so happy. And I don't drink Arizona tea, but I bought, and I didn't know they sell them in like eight-ounce cans, six-ounce cans, Arizona tea. And I bought that for them. I bought the southern tea, and then I bought a flavored, because, you know, children, a flavored tea and uh, cherries. And the mom said, are those cherries? I could see she saw them in the grocery store and wanted them, but she couldn't afford them. Here come the cherries. God is faithful, isn't he? (laughs) I said, now the grapes, I took them out and washed them. So the grapes are clean, but I haven't washed the cherries. Grapes, she told her daughter. Hey, she said the grapes clean. You can eat some of them now, but the cherries we got. I was like, wow. Chicken chicken, you know, the dark parts of the chicken. Children like the smaller pieces. Some like breast, but the wing, the thigh, and the leg, all of that, you know, that kind. And it just did my heart good. And the reason I'm sharing with you, to share with you what I do, to share with you the goodness of the Lord, just a testimony. Yeah. 
Because many times we don't let our right hand know what the left hand is doing and let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. But when it's such a wonderful thing as this and how God multiplied that food, hallelujah unto almighty God. Yeah, so I want you to know, I'm just not always sitting home uh, eating popcorn, watching movies. <laughs> I'm not always home just uh, baking pound cakes and brownies. Now, the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. And we pray that the Lord of the harvest will send more labor. But we want God to remember the labor that he called or chose us for, or called and chose us for, and that we're working unto him. So we're thankful this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before this God. The heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God this is. Oh, and we serve. And we serve him by serving others. We praise and worship him for ourselves. But we serve God by serving people. Yeah, outside of strangers, outside of the circle. Now, we don't get connected and hooked up with them if they're not on the right path. Yeah, because sometimes we're just passing through to give them the blessings of the Lord and keep moving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're thankful unto him. I was waiting for exactly 8 o'clock to come. And uh, we're going right now to the book of Acts 28, chapter. I have McCain, McCain, McCain James from the South, the King James Version, and I have the basic English Bible open. And looking at verse 1, it says this, And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. Melita. Yeah, Melita. Melita. So, you know, the ship had wrecked and they had to grab hold to little pieces of the ship and thing. And God bless them and the water washed them up on land. And I don't think they really knew where they were. And uh, they didn't know the people. Yeah. So as we look at verse 2, it says, and the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, but they kindled a fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of the cold. So it's saying that, and the simple people living there were uncommonly kind to us, for they made a fire for us and took us in because it was raining and cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer whom, <laughs> whom though he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffers not to live. So in other words, they thought he was a murderer and a bad man. And although he lived through all of that storm and everything, vengeance had come upon him when that viper bit him. 
or the viper was hanging on to his head. <clears throat> and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit, they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Anybody ever know people were waiting on you to die? Anybody ever found that people, family members sometime in there, sitting around waiting for your demise? They waiting for you to crumble. They waiting for you to fall, but this never happened. Because if God be for you, he's more than. More than anything you could ever imagine. more than your enemies wishing ill will upon you. So now they got to see. Well, he didn't swear, he didn't die. What kind of man is this? Oh, this must be a God. Because, you know, that's the mentality of the people. If you can do, if God can use you to heal the sick, raise the dead, heal the lame, they look at you as some kind of special thing. But it's not me, it's him that lives in me. I can never take the glory from God. I always got to give him his glory. Hallelujah. Verse 7 says, in the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island, whose name was Publilus, who received us and lodged us three days courteously. So now near that place, there was some land and property of the chief man of the island who was named Publius, who uh, very kindly took us into his house as his guest for three days. That's what they're saying. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. He prayed, laid his hands, and this man was healed. The father of this leader, of this chief who had possession of lands and I'm sure he had much more, and it made him probably rich. But Apostle Paul was able to be of service and allow God to use him to bless and heal the man. It's a terrible feeling to be sick. It feels even worse not knowing when the sickness is going away. Or if the doctor come and tell you, I've done all I can do, I can't do no more. It makes you feel some type of way unless you know that Jesus is. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We're seeking God for healing. He's going to reward. Don't worry. Some things take a little longer than others. There's a reason for it. And I will go to God and ask him about that reason, which remind me of this. My granddaughter texted me yesterday. 
Kalani, the one that was in the terrible accident. I say she broke almost every bone in her body. She texted me yesterday and we talked. I told her about the Lord and she wanted to know why she went through that. And I told her for his glory, a testimony unto him. And she began to tell me about if he healed me, because everything is good but her hip. She's in therapy to, to learn to walk again. She want to get up and do what she's been doing. And I even explained to her, if he heal you, you can't go back to doing what you used to do. You're working for him now. You belong to him now. I asked if she had a Bible. She said, yes, on my phone. So I know she had many. And uh, we talked on. She was so excited to hear from me. So excited. Yeah the other day, and uh, God is just good. God is just good. He is faithful unto us. He blessed Apostle Paul to heal this man, and I'm going to trust him to bless me to heal Kalani. <laughs> I saw her situation. And the next day, it took her that night. The next day, I was up at the hospital. It wasn't supposed to be there. But I went. And I saw her situation. I prayed then, but I never touched her. Prayed then, said something funny to her, and went on. But New Year's Day, around 7 in the morning, I went to get some food to take to some people. And coming back, that just come up in me really strong. Pray for Kalani. Tell God what you wanted me to do. I know it was the spirit. I began to pray for her New Year's Day. And uh, prayed the true prayer of faith. And I believed God was going to do it. And he did just that. In a few days, she was over in uh, Brooks Rehabilitation. A very nice Brooks rehabilitation with the waterfall and all of that. Uh, top of the line uh, 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 wheelchairs and that kind of thing. When I saw that, I said, the Lord moving. He already did what I asked him to do. And see, this journey that she's on to learn to walk correctly again is this. She got to come to God for herself. I said, baby, ask the Lord anything you want to ask him. So today we'll chat a little bit more, and I believe I'm going to lead her back fully to God. Because she knows she was trained up in the church. So, but when we, as we getting old many times, we don't pay it no attention because this the nightlife. We like to party. Uh, we like to hang with friends who do this and do that, and we want to, whatever the flesh tell us, that's what we want to do. But he said, when I get, when you get old, you wouldn't depart. The child wouldn't depart because you trained them up in the way they should go. So what's happening now is a refreshing course is coming for Kalani. Oh, and I'm glad, so glad he did. And if he used me, his grand, her grandmother, Ayasha, to draw her back to him, oh, what a privilege. What a privilege. Ah, oh, what a privilege. 
I know he loves me. Hallelujah. Hey, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, because she's willing to listen. And I'm thankful unto God for that. So look, Apostle Paul healed a man. God used him to heal a man. So when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. See, when people find out God is over here and is told what he did over here, many times they'll run over there. Yeah, I'm sure the lame come, those that were depressed, those that had many different types of diseases, AIDS and, and different things, cancers and all kind of stuff. Yet God used Paul to heal. Verse 10 says, who also honored us with many honors. And when we departed, they laded us with such things as were necessary. It gave them back the things that they needed to keep going. I'm sure food and anchors, because remember, they dropped their anchors and went home trying to survive the storm. And after three months, we departed in a ship of Alexandria, which had wintered in the isle. Withered in the isle. Whose sign was Castor and Pulox. And landed at Syracuse. We tarried there three days. They were there for three days. And going into the harbor at Syracuse, we were waiting there for three days. And from thence we fetched a compass and came to Hejam, he he and after one day, the south wind blew, and we came the next day to Putello, Putelio, Putelia. Okay, Putelia, we gonna, I'm going to say that. What I'm going to do, I got to listen to these names and I'll be able to pronounce them. Uh, where we found brethren and were desired to tarry with them seven days. And so we went towards Rome. See, he always found the saints wherever he went. Somebody believed in Jesus and heard Paul was coming and they went to encourage him. And, you know, people used to do that back in the day. The preacher coming, the preacher coming. Mother so-and-so is coming. And people would come over to greet them. And in greeting them, that they felt encouraged. They felt loved. They felt uh, liked. They felt, this is God. He sent me. But today, you can say, anybody you want to come here. Although the people may get excited, they got bodyguards calling them armor bearers. If that didn't tickle me, I'll pay for it. David needed an armor bearer. Going up them hills and all of that with all that heavy artillery, I call it. What? That sword so heavy. The, the, the breastplate is heavy. He might have on some heavy sandals. You know, with the real silver, that's heavy. He needed somebody to bring his arms up to him. 
bring his sword and his shield and all of that. His, his big knife on his side that he used. He needed somebody to bring that. These people don't need nobody and they carry Bibles. And they think that look good. And wherever they go, somebody going with. Well, where's Jesus, honey? If you need people like this, where is your God? You say you're serving Jesus, but I think you got the wrong mentality. I used to go places, they going to usher. No, don't usher me in, baby. Sit down somewhere and enjoy the service. Sit down and start praying. What a service. I know my way to the pulpit. I like that front seat. That's what I like. Sometimes I like that usher bench. It works better for me. Yeah. I don't need nobody carrying my purse stealing out of it. I don't need nobody carrying my Bible. It's not too heavy. If you want to bear arms with me, touch and agree with me in prayer. I used to get so, and I, I saw it recently. I said, oh, I see why I had to go on. Lord, help. All of that is for show, and that is not necessary. Where is your mind spiritually that, that, that you telling yourself, because David had an armor bearer, you need one, I need one to pray with me, you want to bear arms with me, pray with me for the sick. Pray with me for those that are lost, that they have come to God, that we'll lift him up in spirit and in truth, and he will draw all men unto him. Now, that's what you can do with me. I don't need nobody told my briefcase, my suitcase, my, my uh, everywhere I go, you that. I don't need all that. I like my privacy. Get somewhere. You don't mind hanging out. But every move I make you, no, no. And especially in church, no, I feel some type of way. Keep that for yourself, honey. Keep that for yourself. God got you. What will the angels do if you're doing all of that? Where they at? I got my angels. And God loosed them to me. He loosed them for me. I said, Lord, send my money angel to go get my money today. I need some money, Lord. He'll do it. I need the ministering angel, Lord, to come and minister to my mind and my heart. He'll do it. But we too busy. Many... Not me, but many are too busy letting man do what God will do, what only God can do. Oh, man going to be there with you 24-7. Are you crazy? They got to sleep in slumber. I need the God to stay awake 24 hours a day forever. He sleeps not slumber, and his eyes are in every place. He's a big God. His eyes are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. That's what I mean. So we pray for people in leadership like this. Come out of armor bearer. And forgive me for laughing, Lord. Lord, forgive me. For they don't know what they're talking about or doing. Verse 16 says, And when we came to Rome, the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard. But Paul was suffered to dwell by himself with the soldier that kept him. Now, that's God right there. They got the rest of the prisoners and took them on and locked them up. 
Paul was able to hang out. And he, I, I believe he had his own little quarters, his own little house. And they gave him this one God to keep watch over him. And it came to pass that after three days, Paul called the chief of the Jews together. And when they were come together, he said unto them, men and brethren, though I have committed nothing against the people or customs of our fathers, yet was I delivered prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, who when they had examined me, would have let me go because there was no cause of death in me. But when the Jews spake against it, I was constrained to appeal unto Caesar. Not that I had ought to accuse my nation of, but for this reason I sent for you to see and have taught with you, for because of the hope of Israel I am in these chains. Yeah. And they said unto him, We neither received letters out of Judea concerning thee, neither any of the brethren that came showed or spake any harm of thee. But we desire to hear of thee what thou thinkest. For as concerning this said, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. But we have a desire to give hearing to your opinion. For as to this form of religion, we have knowledge that in all places it is attacked. And it was. And that's just like the devil. He don't want nothing good. So anywhere good is, evil is present because he's always trying to pull good down, destroy good. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It's Jesus come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Ah, yeah. 23 says, and when they had appointed him a date, there came many to him into his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets, from morning till evening. All day long, this is what Paul did. He always tried to persuade people in Jesus. They say they had heard of him, but they hadn't got a letter from him. And that's like many today. Where your uh, papers? Have you been... Uh, Ordained. The only way I can have you up to speak at my church, you, you got to be an ordained minister. You got to have the paper that the law say you got to have. The scriptures say obey the laws of the land, but listen, the day God truly appointed you, he appointed you before you entered your mother's womb. Don't let nobody fool you here. And people always come out doing things decent and in order. When they want something, and when they want something done, and when they want to look good in the eyes of people and the world. But as many raggedy things they done done behind the scenes. See, that's why we watch and pray. 
That piece of paper says that you've been ordained on a certain day, yada, yada, yada. I got mine somewhere. But he ordained me before I entered, really, my mother's womb. He knew me before I entered it. So he ordained me. He didn't wait until I got in my mother's womb and said, hmm, there's Barbara. I made Barbara. Now, what am I going to do with her? When will I ordain her? Uh, I'm going to let the church back up. Uh, uh, I'm a baron, mixed up, ordained her. No, 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 ma'am, and no, sir, he did not. He ordained me before I entered the womb of my mother. He had a purpose, a plan, and a system for me. And one thing he said to your gift would make room for you. I've had people to put me up way before I got a piece of paper. I didn't even know what the paper was or understood I needed a paper. God saved me. He called me. He chose me to a work. Many different types of work. Because there are a lot of places where the work is needed, but nobody's there. It's too uh, petty for them. You know, it's not big enough. It's not deep enough. It won't get enough recognition. But again, I can't let my left hand know what my right hand is doing, and I can't let my right hand many times know what my left hand is doing. The work is there. All I can do is roll my sleeves up and go to work. I've been with people, and the work was there, and I started talking, and they they came with me now. And they looked at me because it's not what they would do. So I rolled them sleeves up and started to work right there where we was. They backed up and just let me work. I I can remember one time uh, they didn't back up. One of them came forth and started talking about the work that they would do. Not not start working. I was working. (laughs) They talked about it. He said, the harvest is plenteous and the labors are few. We pray that the Lord of the harvest will send more labors. But again, this morning, we got to remember what he called and chose us for. Or called and chose us for. And if we don't know, we need to seek God with our whole heart until he give us the answer. Whatever answer he gives you, you got to work faithfully and you can't say, a usher. I don't want to be no usher. I want to be a minister. I want to be an evangelist. Now, if you're talking like that, you're not ready for none of that. But to stand at that back door. And, and, and at the back door, don't talk to nobody because you're not ready. Because you're trying to pick and choose who God called you to be, what he ordained you for. He knew what he was doing. I ran from the car. You can tell those he called, they running. <laughs> those that he truly chose, they running. Oh, my goodness. Would somebody stop him at the gate? Because they running like foreign gum. Somebody got to stop them. Yeah. Those that he didn't call, they all, I want to be it, I'm it, I'm it, putting a titles behind their own name and 
calling themselves prophets. And, oh, my goodness. God is nowhere in that. That's you. Those we chose, I'm telling you, we wanted nothing to do with it. Mm-mm. No, we didn't want nothing to do with that. But before it was off, see, train up the child in the way he should go. When he get old, he won't depart from it. As you get older, you you learn. And the very thing he chose you for is what you enjoy. You didn't even know it. Sometimes I've heard people say, <clears throat> the preachers, God chose these people. Now, I don't want to be up before people. You know, I'm on that shy side. I, I don't like people looking at me too hard, you know. <laughs> hey, I, I, I can't go to church every Sunday. I'm just not into that, you know. I have things on Sunday, you know, and I, it's my rest day. It's, they talking all of this. I know that's a chosen vessel right there. I said, oh, yeah, God got it. <laughs> he he done call you. And as you get older, you coming out. And you going to want the world to know. Yeah, just, just, just give it time. Yeah, God have patience, more patience than Job could ever have. Mm-hmm. So look, and when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him into his lodging. That, that's into the place where they had gave him with the God. And uh, I, I said he, I believe he had his own little house, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets, from morning till evening. And some believed the things which were spoken, and some believed not. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word. Well spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah, the prophet, unto our fathers, saying, Go unto this people, and say, Hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing shall see, and not perceive. You're going to get a lot of that. Go unto this people and say, Thou you give ear. Though you give ear, though you give ear, you will not get knowledge. And sin you will see, but the sense will not be clear to you. You have a lot of that right now. I hear people teaching and preaching. I'm talking about higher up, uh, uh, millions of people following these people. But when they speak, I'm confused. I said, no, nah, I can't be with this. This came from you. You sat down with the Bible and put it. No, I I won't be able to do that. I got to hear from God. Yeah. He leads in God, and I want to follow where he's leading me to, and I want to follow his guide. Yeah, because he's going to show me areas and wide ranges of things. Yeah, I I don't need man uh, nonsense, foolishness. I need to hear from God. So 26 says, says, saying, go unto this people, and say, hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. 
For the heart of this people is wax gross, and the ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and shall be coveted, and I should be converted, I'm sorry, converted, and I should heal them. They hard done wax gross. That's like them Christians that like all the uh, slimy, grimy sitcoms and the slimy, grimy shows. A, a, a lot of the stuff lately that Tyler Perry put out, they, they, those are those kind of people. It cannot get grimy enough for them. It cannot get slimy enough. The more slime in it, the better they like it. But they be in church all the time and singing loud and gossiping and laughing and see who wore that last Sunday or two Sundays ago. Those kind of people. Hard of the people is wax gross. And their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes have, they close. They close their eyes to the spirit. They, their ears are dull when the spirit is speaking because he speaks to all of us. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and should be converted and I should hear them if they wake up. But many are sleeping. Men, I'm to my eyes wide open, but they're in a deep sleep. Lord, help us not to have our eyes open, but we're in a deep sleep. And Lord, help us not to walk in our sleep. But God, heal us today. Open our spiritual ears that we can hear. Give us a sharpness when the Spirit speaks to us, the church. Give us a keen eye to see God when you're showing us the church about us. Help us this morning in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you right now. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. Father, we want to be yours. And the only way we can really remain yours is to obey for if we don't obey, we're not yours. And Father, disobedience is as witchcraft. Help us this morning to get a 100% right with you. Not man, but with you. Fix our hearts today again, Father, and regulate our minds. In you, in the spirit, and in your word today, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. We need you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Be it known, therefore, unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and that they will hear it. Now, look here. Be it known unto you on this right here. The folks in Iran is, is, is receiving. The folks in Italy, they're receiving. 
They're receiving the ungrafted word of God. They're receiving his son, Jesus. Americans is falling by the wayside. We done started going to church looking any kind of way, not representing. Although he said, render your heart and not your garments. But there was a role that he gave to the Levites. That was a way to dress to come before him. The preacher nowadays can have any color hair uh, they want, especially women. They can have blue and pink, purple, yellow mixed in their little green. They can have rainbow hair. When I see the rainbow hair, I can't accept it because they tell me what kind of mind you got. Now, if you're a street preacher, I understand. And you just happen to come in the house. God sent you in the house. Because street preachers, they dress a certain way because of the who they got to talk to. And if they go out there in a suit, they won't receive but after God get through with them and they lift them up out there and he draws, they send them to the house of prayer. The street pe- preacher through with them. Their job has been done. Hallelujah. But when you're in the house all the time and you're not on the streets doing nothing but shopping or going to, you know, get something, I don't understand. When you, the female preacher looking like a prostitute and the male preacher looking like a gigolo, I don't understand. The scriptures say, come out from among them and be separated. I'll be your God and you'll be my people. God is holy and righteous. We got to be careful what we do in his presence, in his sight, and how we come before him. Because if we don't do no distinction, no separate, it'll be like everything is just compiled together. The devil and God just compiled together. Together, no sir. Come out from among them and be separated. I'll be your God and you be my people. Yeah. So everybody else is hearing. Everybody else is girding up the loins of their hearts and mind in Jesus, in his word. They're believing that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. America is over here playing games. We we looking at uh gay marriages and gay this and all these alphabets and of mutilating children and abortions and you don't hear me talk about it a lot because wrong is just wrong. The wheat and the tail gonna grow together in the day of harvest. I promise you God gonna do the separating. But we into all of this politics and nonsense and foolishness because look if I'm gay and I like women I don't have to dress like a man. Just go on with the women's stuff. Why do I have to push what I'm into on the world? Why? 
because you know it's wrong. Let me tell you something. Whether you, if I was a gay woman, whether you accepted me or not, I'm still gay. I'm going on with my gay lifestyle. I don't need to incorporate what I'm into in everybody's life. I don't need everybody to accept me. I'm doing what I'm doing. I wouldn't want to be discriminated against. I want to be able to get a job and, and, and eat like everybody else, drive what I want like everybody else. Well, if I work, I can have it. There have been many gay people never said nothing about it. They said it was in the closet. And they didn't come out. But they had more money than straight people. See, I'm not understanding. And we just go for anything. But they said if you don't stand for something, you'll go for anything. Maybe I don't understand. Maybe I'm crazy. But I'm telling you, at the late 50s, early 60s, there were people who were uh, into the same sex affairs. And these people worked every day, made money, went home. You never knew what was going on with their business. Some of them you knew. But they kept to themselves and they kept it. They knew you didn't like it. They didn't fool with you. But if you was cool with them, they was cool with you. And life went on. But the devil done got stirred up in America because we allow him to. And we let them do anything they want to do to children. Nothing is sacred no more. All these other places are working to keep their stuff sacred. America's just wide open. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. If you feel it, you go ahead and do it. Because they don't know. It's appointed under man wants to die. And after death is the judgment. And when you stand before God, hell could easily be your home. We want to accept Jesus back into our lives, into our country. We want to love him and allow him to know, as Americans, we love him. Yeah. Kool-Aid hair. <laughs> yeah, more demonic activity every day. I'm telling you, I looked at the other day, it was a whole different way. I went the next day and looked, it's a whole nother way. First Samuel 15 and 23, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity, and idolatry because, well, uh, uh, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. That's what he told Saul. He took it from Saul and gave it to David. Because it's our thing. We want to do what we want to do. You can't tell me what to do. If I'm a preacher and I feel like I ought to have burgundy eyelashes, so that's for women. If I'm a preacher and I feel like I need to have all these zigzags in my head and a bunch of hair up top, so, you can't judge me. I don't, the book judge. 
You know which book that is, don't you? They call it the Holy Bible. They say it's basic instructions before leaving earth. I heard it put that way. Yeah. I heard study to show thyself approved. A, 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 a man, in other words, need not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. You ain't got to be ashamed of how you break it down. But that right there with the zigzags in your head and the burning of eyelashes, that's not in the word. Apostle Paul gave the women and men a dress code. But we don't want to talk about that because we want the jeans with the slit all down the leg and to show how sporty as a Christian we can be. That's not God. You never saw Jesus out there showing out. The only time I saw him show out when he went over there in that, in that temple and sold them out of there and knocked everything over and told them, my, my father's house is not a den of thieves, but it should be called the house of prayer. Now, I, I saw him do it. But all this other get up, we see folk doing, that's not God. That's that flesh. That's that natural man showing what's supposed to be in a spiritual setting. He's still working, the natural man. But I need spiritual things to keep me going. I don't need your natural foolishness. I don't even want to look at you dressed up like that. And men with all them different color pants, watch yourself. You sagging and all of that, watch yourself. Ain't never been to prison and you sagging. Because you following up foolishness. All them big nasty things in your head. Because you're following up foolishness. God brought us out of barbaricness. He brought us out of acting like uh, 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 heathens. He brought us into a good place. But many still have that spirit of heathen in them. The spirit of wildness in them. They don't want to be tamed. They don't want to come in and come subject unto God. They want to scream God but do the devil's stuff too. They want to scream God but let the flesh rule and reign. No, it won't match. You can't be lukewarm. You either got to be hot or cold. God will respect you better if you take his name out your mouth and just go on out there and do your thing. He'll respect you better if you just go on and backslide and leave it alone and stay in a backslidden state. He'll respect you better than trying to do the lukewarm thing. Because that's trying to be slick. And we try to treat people the way we treat God. And he keeps trying to get us out of that mentality. You treat me in any kind of way and you want to do my people any kind of way too. 29 says, and when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had great reasoning among themselves. When he finished, they left, and they talked among themselves. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house. He had a house to live in. Locked up, what they call it, house arrest. <laughs> he was on house arrest, you could say. He was locked up, but he had his own house. And receive all that came in unto him. All who had come to him, he saw. He came with a question, he answered. 
If you was confused, he worked to get you unconfused, to get you in the same mind, to get you thinking in the right direction. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. I didn't see Paul over there talking about politics. I saw him teaching and preaching Jesus, preaching the kingdom of God, and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ. With all confidence, no man forbidding him. Look, with all confidence because he was on that road to Damascus. Remember that he was headed to, to do some damage to the saints of God, to the believers. Yeah, Paul was going to do some killing. If he could, he wanted to kill. He wanted to lock people up, beat them up, take their whole household and lock everybody up out the house. So you couldn't send me no uh, care package and I'm locked up. You couldn't come and visit me. You was already there with me. I'm to my family. Sometimes he came in and got the husband and the wife begging and she falling all on the ground. He just stepped right over her and keep going after the husband. Drag him on off to prison. She got to fend for her and her children, children the best way that she can. Y'all know I say children's right now because no excuse, but I am from the South, and I love it. <laughs> the songwriter wrote a song that says, God, you made me what I am. Hallelujah. Lord, you made me what I am. Now, I believe in when you learn to do better, do better. I believe in education. Well, I am who I am, and I love that part of me, that country part. Ooh, I love that thing. I should be ashamed of myself, baby. California, they talk about us. But one thing you're gonna you'll learn coming to Florida, coming to the country, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Mississippi, any part of the southern state, you will learn this. They may speak with an accent. And they may not speak the correct English. But it don't mean they think that way. They don't think with an accent. <laughs> I know people came here and thought they was coming, you know, to train us. When they left here, they was messed up. Then some of them couldn't leave here because they fell in love with it too because they got to see it was plain and simple down to earth. You didn't have to put on what they call airs for nobody. You just be yourself. Yeah, and you're comfortable in that. I know in California and other places, uh, full-figured girls are not accepted. They think you should be tiny and petite, skinny, and very, very small. But in the South, a BBW, big, beautiful woman, is respected and accepted in the South. 
Because people like to eat. Country folks love country food. And they know if she's a big girl, she's going to cook. And she's going to eat what she cooks. She's not going to eat a salad with some boiled egg on top and some shredded chicken bread. <laughs> she's going in them pots and get them lima beans and put it over some rice and <laughs> Back in the days of fried chicken, uh-huh, all of that, and wipe it off with some cornbread. And what we say, sweet tea. That's the old uh, black southern, what they call soul food dish. And they found out many white people and other uh, nationalities like it too. Mm-hmm. But California, they try to laugh and act as if they're better than those in the South, but guess what? Many of their grandparents came from the South. Alabama, Georgia, just so happened they moved to California. Isn't that amazing? I see, that tickled me too. I laugh right now. I said, well, where your grandmama was from? Alabama, Louisiana, look here. Go on home without Go on, you was born in California. Take that back. You and that going on back to California is really not needed over here. Because you are taking on the traits of someone else. You're not taking on your family traits and your family history. You don't want to hear about that because it's embarrassing to you to know that, you know, your grandparents, Parents, your great grandparents was in slavery. That's the talk of the town. It's been the talk. How many people don't know about slavery today? How many? And to talk about it, embarrassing. Accused. I'm not accusing nobody of nothing. That's history. That's what happened. I'm not saying it was right. It was not right. It was evil on many, many, every level. But it's what happened. In your family, when y'all had your family reunion, that's history. That's what y'all did, had a family reunion. You embarrassed because you had your family reunion? You don't want to talk about it? You feel like we're accusing the people that we rented the grills from? What you feel like we're accusing the people that we rented the picnic tables from or chairs or tents or, you know, what's, what's going on? You shouldn't be accusing nobody. We have the internet. We have books. We have libraries. Take time to go learn. Learn something. When I asked Kalani if she had a Bible, she said, yeah, it's on my phone. Now, to be honest with you, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I was expecting her to say, Grandmama, send me, a, <laughs> send me a Bible. Or give me a gift certificate so I could go get me a Bible. She said she had it on her phone. <laughs> Look at Louis. 
you bad, Louis. <laughs> I'm not gonna read it. I'm not going to read it. I won't do it, Louis. <laughs> oh my goodness. But look, we gotta come to God for real. And this is what he wants out of us. He wants us to be real. He don't want us putting on what they call airs. He don't want us to pretend. He wants us to be real. It is very true. It is very true. Oh, goodness. They call it skid row there. And it's really bad. But listen, God wants us to be down to earth, plain and simple, straight up and down with him and everybody else. Where you live, it shouldn't really um, have that much of an impact on you. Now, where you was born and raised and you and it's in you and you become a part, I understand. But simply because I moved in a um in the benefits neighborhood, because see over in the benefits neighborhood, it have all of these things that other places don't have. And it have, you know, quality things of you know, they demonstrate to the world that over here we only um, accept these kind of people. Simply because God bless you to go over there, it should not change who you are. In the South, we're trained to speak to our neighbors, yeah. My neighbor next door, when he see me, hey, Barbara, just as loud <laughs> Oh goodness. He from that country. <laughs> yeah. He may look Italian, but he from the country. Yeah. So look. We are who we are. I've accepted who God made. I've accepted where God brought me from. I accepted where I am. And I'm accepting where I want God to take me. I don't want to act like I'm something else. That would be uncomfortable. I've been in places where I just kept my mouth shut. And guess what they thought? I was a part of the clan. No, I wasn't. Yeah, they do. They work hard to bind to that neighborhood. It's the fruit of the labor. Yeah. I do not want to be somebody else. I want to be Barbara. I want to be down to earth, as they say, plain and simple, common, everyday Barbara. If we talk, we're just talking the regular human being talk. And God got to get in there. He, he got to fit in there. Some type of way I got to get him in there. Somebody would say squeeze him in. <laughs> but we go outside and then we want to appear to the world to be 
oh, oh, I'm this way. I'm like you. No, I'm not like you. I promise you that. I'm on a whole nother plane. I'm doing a whole nother thing. I'm doing things you don't even think about doing. I like that kind of carrying on. And see, I'm saying, yes. <laughs> I like that kind of carrying on right there. About that Alaskan mass clock. Yeah. I enjoy being happy. See, because when you are who you are, you set free. Whom the sun set free is free indeed. You happy, you joyful, you 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 don't let things bog you down. You don't sit around lonely and sad and having pity parties and uh uh-uh, uh I don't do all that. I don't need all of that. If I get a few minutes by myself to be alone, I tell God thank you. I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> Jesus and Barbara, that's what it is. Ooh, I'm happy. If he sent a group of people to me, I'm still joyful and happy. And I am still going to be Barbara. I'm going to feed you if I can. That's my thing right now. Come on over. Ooh, I'm cooking this, this, and this. I don't do what I used to do because the Lord cut it. That he don't have people coming like they used to come. I I I, I needed a check. Yeah, he had to check some things for me. And I got to get some things done to the house and different things. But this the deal. I love people, and I, I often want that farm, the house out in the country, and have a place where any and everybody can come. You ain't got to pay for the hotel. It's clean. You ain't got to pay for the hotel. Then we got the restaurant over here with all the good groceries. If you, you know, if you don't change your diet, you, you can, you know, find things on the menu, vegetables and fruits, fresh, that you can eat. If you eat on the fresh fish and chicken, it's, it's on that turkey, it's on that too. You eat pork and beef, it's on that lamb. Whatever you eat, it's there. Fresh. No preservatives, no additives. Ain't nobody shot the the lamb with nothing to make it grow bigger. Ain't nobody feeding these particular uh, livestock. Nobody is feeding them ground up nothing but ground up vegetable-based feed. They eat the natural grass. Yeah, nobody shooting them with stuff, flipping them over, tagging them. No, ain't none of that. So they're healthy, they're happy, livestock. And when you when you go to end to slaughter, you do it so quick they don't even have time to think. So guess what? They didn't get all excited, hard, all fluttery, so the meat is all messed up. No, none of that. But I basically want to be plant-based. I'm thinking about next week going on no meat. Just just for a few days now. You know, I'm, I I got to have me some gospel bird, barnyard pimp. I, I got to have me some chicken, fish, yeah, turkey, yeah. I like that kind of thing. <laughs> so, uh, 
I'm just happy today and glad God made me who I am. I'm glad for the experiences I have had from my childhood to now. I had parents who protected me the best that they could. I was the one wrestling and fighting to get up under the um from under the umbrella of protection, just bad. Uh, I, in my younger, younger years, four, six, seven, eight, even at the age of nine, they, they, you know, ten, they protected me. They taught me. We lived in a prejudiced world. And you do the best you can to show respect. If you still get trouble, you pray. Because it's not necessarily that you've done something wrong, but it's something wrong with the other person. So because something is wrong with their mind, you remain calm and yet be respectful. And there's a super great chance you'll come out of this unharmed. I can remember on the farmer's market in the summer before I was old enough to take the dishwashing job at the farmer's market restaurant when I was 12. I would help my mom shell peas and snap beans. And in the summer, that's what she liked to do. It was quick money for a date, you know. And this during the time, if she didn't have a flower a florist order, because we had a florist in the house. But uh, working over there, I can remember putting my foot up on a hamper, a half a hamper basket, and just sitting there talking to my mama without a care in the world, without a care in the world. I said, Mama, can I go get a soda? She said, no, drink some of that water I brought, ice cold water. I said, why, Mama? She said, no, just listen. No, don't ask again. Because, see, she saw the trouble brewing down at the drink machine where I had to go. So she said no. Now, later on, she might have said, you still want that drink? And and it was only five cents. And I would say, yes, ma'am. She said, well, go ahead and get the drink and come straight back. Boom. She never said nothing prejudiced, nothing nothing like that. And she kept working. My brother, he would be there and, and, and asking all kind of crazy questions. That just was him. Mama, why the, 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 the fence silver? Just say no crazy thing. But she was humble and watched and protect us. My dad was at work on his job. Yeah. At this time, he, I think he was he was uh, working for a plumbing company. Then he stopped working for the plumbing company, got day work, and then he went to work for a company called Ivy Steel and Wire. Yeah, he worked there for, he retired from there, come out of retirement, went to work for the funeral home. Yeah, he was that kind. He just wasn't going to get a work thing up. And then he enjoyed money. Yeah. 
I went to the funeral home one day and he had a lady work there with him. And uh, my mom had passed during this time. And I said, uh, Daddy, I need $10 to get some gas in my car. He said, okay. He threw the $10 bill in a, a, a new casket. Oh, I did not want to put my hand in that casket. I wasn't going to do it. So I told the lady, I said, hey, can you give me that $10 out of that casket? She said, sure. She reached in there and gave me the $10. He said, well, I didn't tell you to give her my money. She said, well, Prince, you said uh, when she asked him for $10, you told her to get the $10 out of the casket. So I just gave it to her. And he used to be at the funeral home, look, sitting out back in the sunshine like he was getting a, he wasn't getting a tan. He was just sunbathed, I guess. <laughs> he was just roasting in, and, and rolling over in the vitamin D. And I said, what you doing? He said, hey, I needed me a nap. And this is why I come on my lunch break and take my nap and pray and thing back here. I was like, okay. Yeah. So God is faithful. And uh, even if we didn't have a wonderful childhood, he can, he can make it wonderful. The negative and the terrible things, he will erase that and bring forth the positive things that you enjoy. As a little girl, you may have enjoyed a, a five-cent knee-high soda. Or you may have enjoyed a, a pack of nine ladies, grape flavor, tropical punch, watermelon, pineapple. Oh, the list is endless on them nine ladies. Th- that may be what you have enjoyed. You you may have enjoyed uh, a certain type of ice cream from a certain place. You may have enjoyed walking to and from school. Or on your school bus, uh, y'all band together, and it was a good thing. Yeah. It was a wonderful thing. So you remember the good in your childhood, and you let go of the evils, of the bads that happened. Sometimes people can't let it go because it was devastating. It was a painful time for them. But I want to remind you of this. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away, and behold, all things become new. Now, I want to share this with you. If you seek God with a whole heart concerning this thing, ask him to heal you. Lord, show me what I need to do to be healed of this past. He will do it. When it came to me leaving my children, I didn't understand why this happened. What is this? Not to me. Why not to you? I didn't know the ways of God until I fully come to him and he fully filled me with his spirit. I didn't understand all of this. I didn't understand anybody in my family going to prison. It took a spiritual holy God to show me 
about testimonies, about what he called and what he chose and who he ordained and the reasons why we go through trials. He taught me about trials. He taught me about tribulations. He taught me about falling away. He taught me about growing in him, having faith, being rewarded because I believe. Because the natural man couldn't get with this. What? Prison. Married to, what? Not me. I didn't come from that. Trials, lessons, experiences is what God gives. I told you I was walking around in them people's prison thinking I was all that. <laughs> oh, it tickled me so good. <laughs> when I look back at it, I can't help but laugh. I was an absolute idiot. You hear me? In prison, walking around like, oh, what I did was a minor thing. But you in prison. It couldn't have been too minor. Uh, I'm not like these other crooks and murderers and thieves. I'm not like them. God shook me and woke me up one day and let me know where you at. <laughs> Who you in here with and why you in here with them. Yeah, he had to show me. I quickly called myself. And I quickly, quickly learned that I'm no better than nobody else. I'm no better than the murderer. I'm no better than the rapist, the pedophile, the liar, the thief. I'm no better than them people. I'm no better than nobody else. The thing is, I'm saved. I am sanctified. He cleaned me up, set me aside unto himself, and he filled me with his spirit. That's the difference. And those that have committed these things and have God and became new creatures, they just like me. We new creatures in Jesus. Not that in the natural we could change ourselves and we became better because we thought to be such good people. Oh, no, no, no. If I wasn't dead and gone, I still would have been out there doing something that I shouldn't have been doing. Could have ended up on crack. Because I'm not on crack, never did deep drugs like that. It don't make me no better than the drug abuser. Could have been me. I could have been on death row. I could have been dead and gone for some heinous crazy crime I committed. I could have been a bank robber. I could have married somebody for their money and killed them. It's all kind of things, but see, that natural man that said, oh, you're better than everybody. You don't have it to worry about. You're not like them. What? I'm worse than them. I remember Pastor Paul said he was the chief of killing God's people. He was the worst. Because once you get to see yourself, you can no longer deny who you are. 
And you can try and fake and flutter around like you, you know, above it and you never did no wrong. Your family was so great. You come from just a perk. You can do all that if you want to. The truth is the truth. And that's where we got to get to telling the truth and be who we are. Now, I like the fact of this. You can accept me or leave me for being honest. I like that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I met a lady one time. She said she couldn't do that. Girl, I can be like you. Yeah, she told me that. Girl, I couldn't tell people this and that. Oh, I have to make up some. I'm not a liar. He brought me out of the line, uh, <laughs> the line club. <laughs> he brought me out that line club. He brought me out the gang of cheating, stealing. I became a new creature once I really met him, but I had to meet him. He delivered me. I wanted to be delivered. The very first thing I wanted to be delivered from was that dirty cuss, and he took it just like that. Because I was scared I was going to cuss in front of the senior bishop. I was scared I was going to start talking at the church and go to saying cuss words. Kelly, that's how bad I had it. And I wanted to be delivered from it, and God took it. Took the Crown Royal, took the marijuana, took it. The men, he had to work a little bit with me to let them go. But eventually, I was able to. But it, it took a little something because my mentality, mine, and see, he still gave me, he saved me, but he gave me free will. And my thought during back in the day was who sleeps by themselves? He showed me who sleeps by yourself. You do. Because if you're not married, you have no business with a man in your bed, period. Unless it's your son, the baby, because they just Children get older, you get, they got their own spots. You ain't got no 18-year-old son sleeping in the bed with you. Now, 40-something, 50-something. No, we don't have that going on. That That's not the way we roll. So if it's not a baby, your great-grandbaby, your grandbaby, no man, no male got no business in your bed. Don't let fornication be once named among you. Don't do it. So he brought me out. He taught me some things. And Apostle Paul has always been, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you today. I thank you. I thank you. Hallelujah. From where you brought me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing me out. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Apostle Paul was always one of my favorites, him and Peter. And, okay, okay, Brother Louis, God bless you, God bless you. Uh, they were always intercessors. Y'all pray for, pray for Sister Sherry's eye. Yeah, let's keep that before the Lord. Um, he was, him and Peter, they... 
all of John, but I just favored Apostle Paul and his teachings. It just made so much sense to me, understanding wise. And certain things I, I like that he said, and certain things I knew to be the truth because I had experienced that, Apostle Paul. I've gone through that, but when I did this, it ended up being exactly what you said it would be. Yeah. I begin to examine even if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. And I believe he said it with boldness. And behold, all things have become new. When I compared myself, when I compared the old me to the new me, I saw the change. I saw the difference. And I got to see what brought all of this about was a well-made-up mind. When I came to Jesus, I came to him just as I was. This is the honest truth. I was weary, wounded, and very sad. But I found in him, nowhere else, I found in Jesus a resting place. And today, I can say he has made me glad. But I compared myself. I had to look back. At the old box, I had to look back at some things that was traumatizing and hurting and and, and I, I was so sorry about, but I couldn't undo what I had done. I couldn't undo it. So because I couldn't undo it, I had to look to the heels from which comes my help. All of the help came from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. He was the only one who could sustain me and fix my mind and regulate regulate it. He was the only one who could fix my heart. He was the only one who could give me peace because what I had done troubled me. Sometimes I would look and see things that would remind me of what I had done. Sometimes I could see people who would remind me of what I had done, who I was, who I was, who I was and what I did when I was back. But, oh, he began to work with me through the scriptures, Apostle Paul's teachings. Hallelujah. I didn't have to stay in the same place where I was, losing my mind, miserable, going through, felt lonely, felt alone, had my dad, but I couldn't, he couldn't help me, only God could. I couldn't tell him things because I felt like he would have wanted to come and try to rescue me. He couldn't. And I knew this. Only a true and living God who had all power. He was the only one who could fix me. And I had to learn to be fixed. I had to go to him. Couldn't go nowhere else. Oh, I could have went to the mental floor at the hospital, but it wasn't going to help me. It was a spiritual battle. And in my mind, I could never tell nobody I've been to prison, what I went to prison for. I lost my children, this and that. I, I couldn't tell nobody these things. That was too uh, uh, devastating and embarrassing for people to know 
this happened to you. Or in your mind, you allowed this to happen. You didn't allow nothing. God had a purpose and a plan and a system <laughs> for me. Now, once I connected to him for real, for real, once I came to God for real and, and, and gave him my life for real and said what I meant and meant what I said with a well-made-up mind, he came in and he talked. He came in and he fixed. He came in and did more than repair. He took things up from the root so that they'll never come back. He gave me a new way of thinking, a new way of doing things. He took all of that uh, being ashamed of, of what people think about me and what people saying about me, took all of that away. I began to learn lessons like this. Everybody have a skeleton in some closet or had a skeleton in the closet. Families pretend they're the greatest family of the year. If you lift up the rug, you're going to see all the dirt up under there. No need for you to compare yourself to other people. Get you together. And how you get together is seeking me and seeking my word and making a conscious decision to follow. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I was, I was made over. I'm telling you. This is not who I've always been. I've been made over again. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. I've been given a new mind. Old things passed away. The only way I remember these things, it's a testimony. I, I remember I used to go to sleep and have nightmares about what would happen to my children. All, all kind of madness. I would have nightmares about if somebody did something to my dad and I wasn't there. I, 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 I would just have nightmares. But when he come in, he took all of that away. Nightmare? I don't have time for him right now. <laughs> I'm busy in my sleep with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we thank you this morning. We thank you that you are <clears throat> a burden bearer. We thank you that you're a heavy load shower. Father, we thank you that you know what's best for us. And Lord, you only give good gifts to your children. We thank you this morning that we are yours and you are ours. Thank you for walking us through many things in our lives. Thank you for putting things in the sea of forgetfulness never to remember them because you already worked it out for us. We thank you for our children. Thank you for our families. We thank you for our positions. We thank you for our ministries, God. Thank you for the calling. Thank you for the chosen. We thank you this morning for all you've done for us, the things you're doing right now, Father, and the things you're going to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you this morning, and Father, we ask all of this 
in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. We thank you this morning. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being a good God. One was holy and righteous and pure for us. Thank you that you come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you today. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you this morning. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. When you look back to where he brought you from, you can't help but tell him thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Things could have been worse for me when I went to prison, but he went in before me. Can you believe that? Went in before me. Thank you. And prepared the way. In prison, I would be looked up to and not for nothing evil, but for what was good. And many would tell me, they said, Big Mac, they, they look for everybody to be homosexuals in here. And, and, and the straight women sometimes would see me walking the ball field with a, a homosexual woman. They would be like, Mac, what's going on? I said, hey, look here. Just like you want to talk some things out, you think she don't have problems at her house? Does she want to talk out with somebody too? Oh, oh, okay then. Get somewhere. Don't accuse me. <laughs> I'm not the one. <laughs> I said, uh, hey, you got your hat. It look real pretty. I'll tell you that. That the uniform hitting you right. The, them jeans, them some nice jeans from Spiegel. That white shirt is okay. Those are compliments from one sister to another. I don't care what nationality you were. You're a woman and I'm a woman. Don't get it twisted in the world. Say, uh-uh, don't get it like that. And that's not who I am. I, I, I could never be that way. I'm just telling you this from birth. And I don't have against nobody in their lifestyle. I don't have nothing against you. I'm too busy doing me. I don't even, the only way I looked at this stuff is it was pushed out here. Had it not been pushed out here, I I, I could, I don't have no, nothing to say about what you live. Live your life the way you live it because you got to stand before God for yourself, not for me. And I don't have to stand for you. But all my life I knew I love men. I didn't say boys, I said men. Back in the day they would say you was fast. And the older people would say, you omish, you womish, or something they used to say about you because you're fast and flip. Yeah, that's what they used to say. But that's who I was. I like the men. <laughs> when I look back at it, some days I laugh. Always like men older than me. They like younger than me because I thought they was boys. They, 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 they was ignorant. They, they, they was uneducated. They didn't know about life. Older can teach me something. Yeah. Older can teach me something, Jerry. And uh, I just couldn't be with the foolishness 
crowd, you know what I'm talking about. I, you know, I, I, I had to have what I had to have, and it was all right. And I grew up and whatever, whatever. But things got the best when I accepted Jesus fully as my Lord and Savior and asked him to come into my heart and live forever. My life had never been that good. And he told me, I'm going to make your life better than it has ever been, but don't you go back. Or that body should surely lay down and never get up again. Now, he told me that. I remember that. And my life, the longer I stay in him, the longer I allow him to abide in me, the better my life is. I'm not talking about materialistically. I'm to my spiritually, I'm talking about uh, the older years bringing wisdom. Uh, faith is the key. I trust him. I have a prayer life and a Bible study life. I'm to my these things. Because materialistic foolishness can't compare. I can get where I got to go if it's a street bus, if it's an Uber. I can get where I got to go. Cars, I don't, I can go live with one of my children. My son got a mother-in-law quarter. <laughs> it tickles me, y'all. I said, now he bought that house with me in mind, thinking in my old years I'm coming over there and stay, but I'm not. God already prepared for me. Yeah. But anyway, things got so much better, and they are. See, because before I fully come to him, going to church ain't helped me. I mean, it did, but, it, you know, it, it didn't get me on the daily remembering God. It, it didn't get me on hearing and obeying. The Spirit of God and the Word of God did that for me. Because, see, back in the day, I was I, 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 I thinking about sitting to the table and I pray the prayer things right quick in, in three or four words and God deliver. Or I just say, Lord, I, I need this or that, and he show up. Or, Lord, I want this and that, he show up. never, ever did that before. But now, today, I can say, Lord, give me this or that, and it's done. I can remind him of what his word says. He honor his word because he know his word. I can tell the Lord I'm a this and I'm going to do that. He hear what I say, but he's looking at what I do. And sometimes what I said I was going to do, at the time I didn't know it, 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 it entailed this, and Lord, I, I, I just can't do it. So, Father, would you forgive me? He forgive me, wipe the slate clean, we start all over. Yeah, he's a forgiving, loving, kind, merciful, and gracious God. But at the same time, he destroy his enemies. Yeah, don't make him angry. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. And if we get angry, let us sin not. 
I'm working on learning that when I get upset or get excited, don't raise my voice. Keep my voice down. Yeah. Because I get excited or I get upset or I get loud. Yeah. But I thank God I'm working on these things. So look, we didn't open the studio today. But um, we're going to pray the prayer of faith and go to our last song of the morning. And I hope these testimonies bless somebody today. I hope it bless somebody to know God is who he say he is. He will do what he said he will do. Yeah. You just got to trust and believe it. And it's all right in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done this morning. We thank you for your word, for your word is a lamp unto our feet. Father, it's a light unto our path. And forever, oh God, again today, that word is settled in heaven. As we depart today, even Father, sanctify us through that truth. For that word is true. Father, we ask that you would lead and guide us all day and all night in the right path for your name's sake. Bless those that are coming through the archives and the podcast. Father, we ask that you would stir up the gifts in us and we will work unto you while it's day. But when night comes, no man can see. We thank you for the work. Thank you for the vineyard. Father, we thank you that you chose and called us to be workers. Use us in your service this day to be a blessing unto your people. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father, we ask this morning, as we depart, that God, you would bless us financially, touch and heal our bodies, You're the great God, and there's nothing too hard for you to do. Oh, we thank you right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh, I saw it fall. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we ask that you would supply the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. And Father, bless our going out and bless our coming in. And today, let it be a special day. Show us your specialty today, O God. Strengthen us in you. In the name of Jesus, we ask it all. And whatever we forgot to ask, Father, we ask that you would take it up for us. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We give you honor and praise. Father, we thank you right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah again. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves the cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, July the 19th, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye.
and have a blessed day, a blessed day. And we're going to that last song of the morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's go out with some banging. Okay. Well, y'all, this little song that my grandmother taught me a long time ago. One day I was sick and I wasn't feeling too good. But she said, son, come on down to the room. Come on in the room.
just keep on praying. God will answer you. Morning, Mrs. Cloud. How are you? I am well. How about yourself? I am blessed over here, and I cannot complain. I took a nice shower. Okay. I almost fell, but I didn't fall because I said, Lord, I stretched my hands to you. Yes, Lord Jesus. I thought I, I fell on the top. I didn't fall. I stood on the top. Okay, so you didn't hit the floor. Thank you. I said, Lord, you need to Yeah. All them falls, and I'm telling you, Gary, you got to go have. Well, they send a check. They send a check that today. They send a check. Yeah, 